When we hear public comments from NATO, the US-led Western military alliance, they usually give us the impression that the US and Europe are completely unified. They are one block that is working together against Russia and also China, and they, there's nothing that can divide them. But the reality is that more and more we're seeing that leaders inside Europe are very angry with the United States because they recognize that the U.S. is basically destroying their economies. And meanwhile, the U.S. is profiting. The U.S. is profiting from the proxy war in Ukraine by selling tens of billions of dollars of weapons. The U.S. is, is profiting by selling very expensive liquefied natural gas to Europe. And Europe, of course, has pledged to boycott Russian energy. But previously, as early as the beginning of 2022, Russia was the largest exporter of both oil and natural gas to Europe. But in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February, the US and Europe imposed very aggressive, harsh sanctions on Russia, and then they pledged to boycott Russian energy. This means that Europe is instead importing very expensive US liquefied natural gas instead of the Russian pipeline natural gas that it had been buying. And that has caused skyrocketing energy uh, prices. In fact, electricity prices in countries in Europe, like in Germany, for instance, have risen up to 500% this year alone. So that means that European leaders are very angry. And then to make matters even worse, as Europe is in the middle of an energy crisis largely of its own making, as it's suffering from high inflation, meanwhile, the United States, the U.S. government passed the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which offers up to almost $400 billion in subsidies for companies, which means that European industries are on the verge of going bankrupt and major European companies are considering going overseas to the United States, where there are much lower energy costs and where they're getting they're probably going to get subsidies from the US government. So we see that Washington is showing how great of an ally it is, a friend it is to Europe by destroying Europe's economies, the the European economies. So for me this whole ordeal really reflects the infamous adage of the war criminal and US imperial planner Henry Kissinger, who served as Secretary of State. Kissinger famously said, the United States has no permanent friends, only interests. And we see that while publicly, Washington and NATO and even Brussels claim to be all united with each other in this great transatlantic alliance, it's actually the US that's on top and it is sabotaging the economies of its so-called allies. Now, everything that I just said is not just my opinion. This is something that has been confirmed in mainstream Western media outlets. And today I'm going to look through a series of articles in mainstream corporate media publications that show that European leaders are very angry with Washington. I summarized all of this in an article over at multipolarista.com. I will link to it in the description below. It's going to have all of the sources that I discuss in this episode today and this analysis. So if you want to double check everything I said, I, I assure you it's all factual. It's all based on these reports in mainstream media outlets. So let me begin looking at an incredible 
very shockingly honest article that was published in Politico. Politico is a mainstream media outlet based in the US and Europe. And this is the European uh, vertical, the European section of Politico. This article is titled, Europe accuses US of profiting from war. Now, what's funny about this is that people like me, anti-imperialists, and others, certainly not just me, have been saying for many months now that the United States has been profiting. U.S. corporations, the military-industrial complex, have all been profiting from the proxy war that NATO is waging against Russia in Ukraine. And we're frequently accused of being, you know, Putin apologists and all that nonsense. Well, here is an article in a mainstream media outlet from the West acknowledging exactly what I and others have been repeating endlessly now for months. The U.S. is profiting from this proxy war, and ironically, it's Europe that is paying the serious consequences. So let me go through some of the main points, because again, this article is just incredible in how honest it is. After months and months of nonstop propaganda, they finally acknowledge the truth. So here, Politico notes, Top European officials are furious with Joe Biden's administration and now accuse the Americans of making a fortune from the war while EU countries suffer. And it quotes a so-called senior official. So this is an unnamed EU official who said, the fact is, if you look at it soberly, the country that is most profiting from this war is the US because they are selling more gas and at higher prices and because they are selling more weapons. Politico describes mounting anger in Europe over American subsidies that threaten to wreck European industry. That's, that's a reference to the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm gonna come back to that in a second, but here is another quote from an unnamed senior EU official. We are really at a historic juncture. He said the double, this is from Politico, these are Politico's words. The double hit of trade disruption from U.S. subsidies and high energy prices risks turning public opinion that is in Europe against not only the war effort, but also against the transatlantic alliance. And the EU official said, quote, America needs to realize that public opinion is shifting in many EU countries. So what we're seeing is not only are average working people in Europe protesting in the streets, against the high energy costs, against the inflation. They're also protesting against the war itself. They're protesting against the NATO imperialist military alliance. And some of them are even now challenging the whole concept of the transatlantic US-Europe alliance. This is incredible, this is historic. And who bears responsibility for it? Largely Washington. Now, if you fast forward in this article here, it points out that the subsidies that the Biden administration is providing through the Inflation Reduction Act have become the biggest point of tension. And Brussels say these unfairly tilt trade away from the US and threaten to destroy European industries. So when I said in the title of this analysis that the US is destroying European economies, European industries. That's not hyperbole. This is Politico saying that it threatens to destroy European industries. We have seen members of the 
German capitalist class, the German industrialists, warning the same thing. We've also seen leaders of German labor unions who are much more powerful than, than labor unions in the U.S., which have been just devastated and crushed by the government. The, the U.S. government, starting with Ronald Reagan and then continuing with Democrats as well under Bill Clinton and then George Bush and every, every president since, they have waged a bipartisan neoliberal war against labor unions. And in Germany, labor unions are still more powerful, although the German government's not a great friend of labor unions either. The point is anyway, I'm, that German labor unions have also been warning that German industries are going bankrupt because of high energy prices. And now with the subsidies offered in the Inflation Reduction Act by Washington, the situation is extremely bleak for Europe. So Politico notes that meanwhile, the, the EU is importing liquefied natural gas from the United States, which is significantly more expensive than the Russian pipeline gas. And even if they wanted the Russian pipeline gas, the Nord Stream pipelines between Russia and Germany were destroyed in an explosion. And there's a lot of evidence pointing toward the US, Poland, and Britain. So, I mean, uh, there you go. So even if they wanted to go back to the Russian pipeline gas, it's pretty much off the table now. Now, furthermore, this article in Politico notes that the price that Europe is paying for liquefied natural gas from the US is almost four times as high as the same fuel costs in the United States itself. So we've seen public comments even from leaders like France's banker president, Emmanuel Macron. Emmanuel Macron is himself a center-right neoliberal. And even calling him a center-right is neoliberal is, is kind of too fair. I mean, he's a right-wing neoliberal banker. He was an investment banker. He's a multimillionaire. And even he is complaining that the high U.S. gas prices were not, quote, friendly. Meanwhile, Germany's economic minister has called on Washington to show more solidarity and help reduce costs. EU ministers and diplomats voiced frustration at the way Biden's government simply ignores the impact of its domestic economic policies on European allies. It's, it's just America uber alles, to, uh, you know, uh, to quote dead Kennedy's. Jello Biafra. This is America uber alles. This is, as Henry Kissinger said, the real U.S. foreign policy is that the United States has no permanent friends, only interests. This article in Politico notes that when EU leaders addressed this issue with Biden at the G20 meeting in Bali, Indonesia, this November, Biden was unaware of the issue. Well, of course, Biden is unaware of many things. And to be honest, he's not making many of these policies. His mental health is very bad, obviously. It's, you know, these unelected bureaucrats in the U.S. government from the national security state and the deep state representing capitalist interests, representing Wall Street, representing big corporations. They're the one making these policies. And they're more than willing to destroy the European economies because... The bipartisan policy in the United States is MAGA, make America great again, America first. When it comes to these policies, there's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. They are two factions of the capitalist imperialist party. Now, Politico talks about the Inflation Reduction Act. This is a very important uh, law that was passed in August by the U.S. Congress and signed by Biden into law in August. And Politico notes that this law 
has threatened to create a transatlantic trade war. That is to say that we could see a trade war between the so-called Western allies of Europe and the United States. How, how is that great transatlantic NATO alliance going? They're on the verge of a trade war. This has led European leaders to discuss creating their own subsidies to save European industries from collapse. That's how Politico frames it. Meanwhile, cheaper energy has quickly become a huge competitive advantage for American companies. Businesses are planning new investments in the U.S. or even relocating their ex existing businesses away from Europe to American factories. Why is that? Because the Inflation Reduction Act offers $369 billion in industrial subsidies in order to support a so-called green transition. Now, of course, this is part of greenwashing. Many of these corporations are, in fact, the worst polluters in the world. In fact, the top 100 corporations are responsible for 71% of global emissions creating climate change. This is according to a 2017 report. The Guardian reported on it. This is mainstream media. So this whole Biden administration push for like green capitalism and and the, this green, you know, uh, transition with subsidies, it's part of this capitalist propaganda. But the point is that this is doing serious economic damage to Europe. And a European diplomat, an EU diplomat, said this quote here, which summarizes everything. He said this to Politico, or she said this to Politico. Quote, the Inflation Reduction Act has changed everything. Is Washington still our ally or not? <laughs> So there you go. I mean, that quote says everything. European diplomats are asking whether or not the U.S. is actually their ally. And yet the U.S. plans on Europe just following orders in this new Cold War, not only against Russia, but also against China. And, and it's, of course, destroying Europe's economy in the meantime. Politico also quoted a German Europe, member of European Parliament. He said, we are experiencing a creeping crisis of trust on trade issues in this relationship. So he's saying that, that Europe can no longer trust the United States in what is clearly an abusive relationship. And that's, those are the main points of this article in Politico. Again, this article was published this November 24th, titled, Europe Accuses U.S. of Profiting from War. But this is not the only article that discusses how the U.S. is destroying Europe's economies, the, the economies of Europe. The EU is clearly very angry because one day later, November 25th, Politico's European branch published another similar article titled Biden keeps ignoring Europe. It's time EU leaders got the message. And it, it further details how the Biden administration is destroying European economies and this article notes that at each new perceived slight, the Europeans express shock, frustration, and dismay. How could Washington fail to consult its allies or at the very least inform them of its plans? Meanwhile, the American response is always some variety of variant of terribly sorry we didn't even think of that. Because once again, as Henry Kissinger said, the U.S. has no permanent friends, only interests. Now, I wanted to talk about this article, even though it's very re repetitive, because it raises another few important points that were not mentioned in the first one I looked at. 
This article stresses that the United States remains steadfastly focused on what most perceive to be its main existential challenge, China. In that equation, Europe is often an afterthought. That is to say that Washington sees its new Cold War in Beijing as its top priority and its, so its own allies be damned. It doesn't care about them. It's willing to throw Europe down the drain. It, this article also talks about the $369 billion in subsidies in the Inflation Reduction Act. And it notes that this is not only about the so-called green transition, this greenwashing, but also it's, it's part of Washington's pr preparation for economically decoupling from China. So this is the other key part of the equation. In order to understand the geopolitics and the geoeconomics here, it's not only the new Cold War on Russia and the proxy war in Ukraine that the U.S. is profiting from and that is destroying Europe's economies by causing this energy crisis. It's also the new Cold War on China. That is Washington's top priority. Everything else is secondary, period. Washington's number one goal among both Republicans and Democrats, both factions of the capitalist imperialist ruling class, their goal is destroying China, overthrowing the Communist Party of China, overthrowing the, the socialist government, privatizing the banking sector, privatizing the land, doing what they did to the former Soviet Union, doing, doing what they did to Russia under Boris Yeltsin. This article in Politico points out that what the Europeans are discovering is that the Ukraine war is just one facet of the U.S.'s larger strategic duel with China which will always take precedence over EU interests. That's Politico speaking. That's not me. This is as mainstream as mainstream media outlets get. And this article notes that, that the U.S. Prior prioritization of the new Cold War on China over the EU, quote, that was true under Trump and it remains true under his successor. It's just that the message is delivered in a different style in the long run, Biden's polite indifference may prove more deadly, more deadly. So here we have a European journalist. His name is Nicolas Vinocourt. He's French, so I think it's Nicolas Vinocourt. Vinocourt, whatever. So we have a, a European journalist here who himself, I looked at his bio, he studied in the United States, he, he loves NATO, he loves the EU, he's a neoliberal, he loves the transatlantic imperialist alliance. Even these hardcore neoliberals who love Western imperialism, they love US imperialism, they think the future of Europe lies with this cross transatlantic alliance. Even they are now waking up to the reality that the US empire doesn't care about them. Its top priority is the new Cold War on China. And if it has to destroy Europe as collateral damage, then so be it. Now, I said that these are not the only articles in mainstream media acknowledging this. And it's not just in Politico. Let's look at a, a, another article in Bloomberg. This report from August shows how the high energy prices in Europe are just breaking all records. It's titled, European power prices reach records as industry starts to buckle. Europe's benchmark power price surged above 500 euros for the first time, ratcheting up pressure on households and businesses as the worst energy crisis in decades 
looks set to persist well into next year. Now, this article, the reason I wanted to highlight it is it points out an incredible fact that electricity prices in Germany have risen over 500% in 2022, in the past year. 500%. German year-ahead electricity rose as much as 11% to 530 euros a megawatt hour on the European Energy Exchange, AG. And this article quotes a, an economist at Oxford Economics who said, the magnitude of the crisis is not comparable to anything in the past few decades. And countries across Europe are planning for possible power shortages this winter, with some considering rationing supplies to certain industries to ensure essential demand can be met. So this is like World War II. We're, we're, we're going to see energy rationing in the winter. Europe is waging war on itself with these sanctions against Russia. And of course, it's the U.S. that is waging economic war on Europe. Now, meanwhile, we talked about the higher energy prices, and I alluded to the $369 billion in subsidies that the U.S. is offering companies, which is heavily incentivizing European companies to move overseas to the United States. And now I'm going to look at a mainstream report in the Financial Times the voice of the British capitalist class, one of the most mainstream newspapers in the West. This article, published this November, is titled European Industry Pivots to U.S. as Biden Subsidies Sends Dangerous Signal. Now, this article is very repetitive. It's from November 19th. It was published a few days before the political article. So, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's very repetitive. But it talks about how major companies like the Swedish uh, battery company, Northvolt, as well as the German company, Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen, BMW, they're all looking to the United States to expand production. The reason for the pivot is the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed in, in August. Now, the, the this article quotes the chief executive of this Swedish battery company, Northvolt. And he said, the Inflation Reduction Act, quote, is moving momentum a lot from Europe to the US. He also notes that there are also new Asian players who are reallocating their strategic plans and investments to North America. The combination of the Biden administration's $369 billion package and high energy costs in Europe, where even after recent declines, gas prices remain, remain five times more expensive than in North America, is sounding alarm bells in EU capitals. And this article quotes comments from the French president, Emmanuel Macron, the banker, that I actually hadn't heard seen elsewhere, which I think are very important comments. Macron said, quote, I think we need a European wake up on this point. So we see probably the second most powerful leader in Europe after the German chancellor, Olaf Scholz. We see Macron saying Europe needs a wake up. It needs to wake up. The U.S. is waging economic war on us. And I should point out that Olaf Scholz, the German leader, just visited China. And then he wrote an article in Politico, which shows how mainstream Politico is. And in Politico, 
He said that we're a new, in a new multipolar world. And he said that we, although he criticized China, he's certainly not a friend of China. He said that we still need to continue our economic relationship with China, considering China is the largest trading partner of Germany and many other countries in Europe, not the U.S. So the U.S. is trying to pressure Europe to join its new Cold War, not only against Russia, which Europe's totally on board with, obviously, but also its new Cold War in China. And many European countries are not on board with that because they do more trade with China than they do with the U.S. And they would be committing even further economic suicide on behalf of the U.S. empire. So Germany's econ economic minister, Robert Habeck, described the U.S. support in the Inflation Reduction Act as, quote, excessive. And he said that it is, quote, hoovering up investments from Europe. And Europe is so angry that the EU has even accused Washington of breaching World Trade Organization rules and has set up a task force with the Biden administration to resolve their differences. And there's this article is very long. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But again, I've, this, I don't want to be too repetitive here in this analysis. I've already gone on pretty long. So I'm going to look at one final article and then conclude my analysis here. This is an article that was published in the Wall Street Journal back in September. This article is titled High Natural Gas Prices Push European Manufacturers to Shift to U.S. It notes that the Ukraine war is driving up energy costs in Europe, while relatively stable prices and green energy incentives are luring companies to the U.S. And this, this goes to show that I think this is an intentional strategy. The U.S. is basically waging economic war on Europe and trying to encourage European companies to come to the United States. Michael, the economist Michael Hudson has argued for many decades that the U.S. has been waging an economic war on Europe. I'll come back to that thought in a second. But let me, let me just read a few quotes from this Wall Street Journal article. A big winner from the energy crisis in Europe is the U.S. economy. Battered by skyrocketing gas prices, companies in Europe that make steel, fertilizer, and other feedstocks of economic activity are shifting operations to the U.S., attracted by more stable energy prices and muscular government support. It quotes the chief executive of the Dutch chemical firm OCINV, who said, it's a no-brainer to go and do that in the United States. And this, this company, this Dutch company, announced an expansion of an, of an ammonia plant in Texas. It all, this, this article also mentions the Danish jewelry company Pandora AS, German automaker Volkswagen. Uh, Volkswagen, uh, they announced U.S. expansions. Tesla is pausing its plans to make battery cells in Germany. Tesla's, of course, owned by the billionaire oligarch and U.S. welfare king, Elon Musk. Now, this is an incredible line that's important to consider, that this energy crisis in Europe is not going to be short-lived. These, these mainstream media outlets expect it to continue for a long time. Some economists have warned that natural gas producers from Canada to the U.S. and Qatar may struggle to fully replace Russia as a supplier for Europe in the medium term. This is not just short term, this is medium term. If so, Europe could face high prices, at least for gas, well into 2024, threatening to make, threatening to make the scarring 
on Europe's manufacturing sector permanent. And there's a lot more in this article, but I've said enough. That was the Wall Street Journal. Now, I mentioned that the economist Michael Hudson, whom I've done many interviews with, I consider him one of the most brilliant and important economists in the world today. He has pointed out that this strategy of the U.S. waging economic war against its allies is not new. This has been a consistent tactic of U.S. imperialism. He points out that the way the Bretton Woods system was created with the U.S. dollar as the de facto global reserve currency and also with the U.S. strategy targeting the exchange rate of the British pound, making the British pound very overvalued, which meant that British industry was very uncompetitive. British exports were uncompetitive. And it encouraged other countries that had been in the pound sterling area, which were the Commonwealth countries that were colonized by the British Empire and that used the British pound as their currency. Those countries, like, you know, the formerly colonized parts of South Asia, you know, that became India and Pakistan, also Argentina and other countries, they were incentivized to exchange their pounds for U.S. dollars. So Michael Hudson has explained in the interviews that I've done with him that the U.S. helped to destroy the pound sterling area and helped basically to destroy the remnants of the British Empire and absorb remnants of the, of the British Empire. The U.S. also, in the Marshall Plan, did the same thing because the Marshall Plan was not just pure benevolence. It was about strengthening the U.S. dollar creating the, the hegemonic dictatorship of the U.S. dollar. It was about strengthening U.S. corporations and reassuring that the U.S. would be the, the dominant leader of the capitalist world. And so the U.S. also absorbed parts of the French Empire and the German Empire and these other European empires. So what we're seeing now, I think, is the U.S. Empire trying to absorb parts of the European empires that still exist. And as Michael Hudson says, the U.S. is threatening to turn the Eurozone into a dead zone. And in order to try to save the U.S. empire and wage the new Cold War, not only against Russia, but more significantly against China, the U.S. is basically trying to turn Europe into, you could say in some ways, an extension of the U.S. empire that is not independent, that is not sovereign. And there are some European leaders, including people like Macron, I mean... Uh, he certainly does not inspire confidence. He's very unpopular. He's been overseeing an economic disaster with these neoliberal privatization policies, austerity policies, cutting wages, cutting social spending, cutting health care, cutting education, giving tax breaks to the rich, giving handouts to big corporations. Well, even he is now saying that maybe uh, we should be more careful here because the U.S. is destroying our economy. So with that, I'm going to conclude this analysis here, this episode. I just wanted to look at some of those reports in mainstream corporate media outlets, because when you take them together, it's very clear to see what's happening. And this is exactly what I and critics of the proxy war in Ukraine have been saying for months now, that the U.S. is destroying Europe and that NATO is not it has nothing to do with democracy and human rights and the transatlantic alliance. It is about U.S. hegemony and subordinating Europe to the U.S. As has famously been said about Europe since it was created in the 1940s, it's about keying, keeping Germany down, Russia out and Germany down. That's the goal of NATO, keeping Russia out, preventing 
Russia's integration with Europe and by extension, preventing Europe's integration with Asia. So preventing Europe, Eurasian integration. So NATO's goal is to keep Russia out, Germany down and the US on top. And it could not be any clearer than it is today that that continues to be the case. I'm Ben Norton. This is Multipolarista. If you want to support the work that I do, you can go to patreon.com slash multipolarista. I have no big sponsors. I'm entirely sustained by small donations from people who support my journalism and analysis. So if you can provide any support, that really goes a long way. I'm very grateful. And all of the sources that I mentioned in this video and podcast are in the description below. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening this on a, on a podcast platform like SoundCloud or something, please subscribe as well. I'll be back very soon with more analysis of geopolitics and economics and empire. Thanks a lot.